about sex, Jamie Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things And the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex, Jamie Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things And the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex Hey guys, welcome to episode 2 of Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie I'm Jamie Today, let's talk about the Safe Word Project, which is a non-profit organization set up by the amazing Bee Ducks to support sex workers and sex workers' rights. It's really cool. I'll let her talk about it more in the episode. And also, we're going to talk about booty call etiquette with my friend Rosie. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. If you do, let us know on Instagram, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. And yeah, thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Hey B. Hey Jamie. You've come here to talk to me about something super cool that you run. I have indeed, <sighs> among other things. Yeah, among other things. Let's start with this one cool thing. Okay. Then, then we'll move on cool. to the other many cool things that you're about. Right. Yeah, hit me. <laughs> so I run a online store called thesafewebproject.com mm-hmm. that sells lots of merch, clothing, stickers, things like that to promote sex workers' work. Mm. Which is something that all sex workers are trying to push into the world to say that sex work is work it's a valid job absolutely and we just want to kind of get the message out there that it's just like any other career yeah so that's it nice so (laughs) i um as like a a bit of a litmus test i like to run some of the subjects i'm about to talk to past my housemates who are very like they won't mind me saying very vanilla and (laughs) away from this kind of world uh and I said to them, like, oh, I've got someone, you know, to come in to talk about, like, mm-hmm. sex workers' work and all this stuff. And they, their reaction was, like, sex work is escorting and, you know, prostitution. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no, it involves like, all these other things, incorporates other things. And they had no idea. So I think that's yeah. quite an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, that is a, um, a common response. Mm. Um, I was at a bus stop the other day with my friends Vaughan and Flick, mm-hmm. and this quite old gentleman was trying to sell us a newspaper and he just wouldn't leave us alone and he was like so what do, what do you girls do and I just said oh I'm a sex worker mm. um, and he went oh <laughs> oh no but then he paused for a minute and yeah. then went I really enjoy the way that you girls do okay. uh, keep it up carry on and I was like thank you sir and then he left I was like oh, this is that was perfect nice. I loved that that's a good interaction it is yeah. and usually I wouldn't it depends, depends how brave I was feeling during the day, but usually I wouldn't say I'm a sex worker if I was on my own, simply yeah. for safety. But because I was with my girls mm. and I was in one of those moods, <laughs> there's just, don't speak to me, please. Yeah. I'm having a day. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but yes, so a lot of people do straight away assume that sex workers have either been trafficked into the business mm. um, or it's survival, survival sex workers, right. which obviously do, do exist completely. But a so lot what's, of women, a, what's a survival sex worker? So a survival sex worker is somebody that is only doing the job because they have no other option. Mm. They either, say for example, are waiting on tax benefits. Tax benefits? That is that right? Yeah, benefits. Waiting on tax benefits. Yeah. Something They're like on that. benefits. Yeah. They're on benefits. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> or they are new to the country and have mm. no other way of making money. Um, or they, for example, a lot of sex workers that have made a career out of it that started as a survival sex worker started because they are disabled or are unable to leave the house mm. and it's a way of them earning a living without having to go beyond their means. Mm. So a survival sex worker is 
like it sounds, they're doing sex work to survive. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's not necessarily someone that has been trafficked, though. There's lots mm. of different facets okay. of this, and sex work should never be um, confused with um, sex trafficking, mm. and it is often mistakenly intertwined. They're not the same thing at all, but a lot of people do just assume that they are, and it's not the case. Mm. It's not the case at all. Yeah. But to um, to give a little clarity to sex workers and the different types of jobs within the industry anyone could be a sex worker so I for example started in the sex industry as um, an alternative glamour model mm-hmm. so I I think it was, I must have been when I turned 18 and 19 I started modelling nude because mm-hmm. I really really wanted to be a girl in front magazine okay. and thought front oh, magazine fuck I've got one I out. know yeah. right dude I remember yeah. buying in front of me like I'm going to be on the front of this magazine one day and I got in the middle but I didn't get in the, on oh, the front no. cover I know so, so, I'm so. sure if it was still going you've well, got there by now if it was still going, I'd probably own it by now. <laughs> 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 but, so that's that's how I started, just as modelling. Hmm. Um, and I also worked as a retail worker, not retail therapy. I do enjoy retail <laughs> therapy, but it's totally different. As a retail worker in Ann Summers, so mm-hmm. I sold dildos and sex toys. Yeah. Um, and then I worked for a website called extremeplaypen.com, which is a website that I originally first started um, selling photos and videos online hmm. with. Um, and since I've worked for Suicide Girls, and I'm now a still a model, but I'm also a photographer for other sex workers as well, mm. and a videographer. So Damn, that's a long CV. Nice. That's, dude, that is like <laughs> five or six jobs that I do. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. So I, I'd say that um, basically all of those things you've just listed mm-hmm. aren't what comes to mind to the regular person when they when they see yeah. the phrase sex work. Mm-hmm. You know, modelling. Um, selling sex toys yes. that's also selling like lingerie and stuff like that you wouldn't yeah. necessarily put it under that umbrella not at all well that's the thing none of the jobs I just mentioned involve me having sex for money mm. and yet it was still within the sex industry yeah. I was still a sex worker yeah. obviously having sex for money is a big part of the sex industry yeah. um, and being like a porn performer being an amateur um, porn producer or recorder or videographer photographer any photographer that has shot a model where sex is what they're selling yeah. is a sex worker whether mm. they like it or not whether they um, associate themselves with the sex industry or whether they class themselves as a sex worker mm. they are mm. it's it's a technicality okay you can you can choose to go by that but you're a sex worker yeah like so it? whether you like it or not <laughs> you're one of us um, so would you say that um like what kind of what kind of rights are you fighting for for sex workers then? So um okay so simple things like health and safety within the workplace we've got sex workers have got to be really careful when using words like regulation um just because really we're fighting for decriminalisation not legalisation or anything mm. like that as legalisation and regulation involve adding a lot more laws around it um in Amsterdam they have um I think it was they put it to the local council and they sort of do a, do a system where you have to pay to have a license but it works in the same way as a criminal record if you get caught it's on your record forever and then if say in later life get you want to go for what for doing sex work without a license you mean? Yeah, yeah without a license it goes on your criminal record right. and then say if in the future you want to go to college and better yourself or do whatever you want mm. I shouldn't really say about yourself because sex work is a I'm going to say <laughs> but if you wanted to do that sort of thing you've got no chance of doing it because you've got a criminal record right. and it's 
related to sex. So yeah. that's So you don't like that because that's regulation that's been added because exactly. of it being legal. Yes, mm. but it's but sort of um it's like like the government's been a bit sneaky mm. and said we're going to make it legal but we're going to make it impossible to do mm. which is sort of what's happening um, around the world at the mo- moment uh, places like Norway have um, introduced the Nordic model which is basically it's legal to sell sex but it's illegal to buy it okay. um, <laughs> I've actually got it I've got it up on Google already oh so I can read it out because I am no I don't I'm an idiot yes I have <laughs> okay so in it's not Norway at all I would completely lie it's Sweden <laughs> Uh, prostitution in Sweden. The laws on prostitution in Sweden make it illegal to buy sex, um, but not to sell. So that's right. literally what I just said. Yeah. Didn't even need to look. It. <laughs> <laughs> you just proved yourself like right I just wanted, to, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to prove that I could, you know, <laughs> relate back to Google. Yeah. But yeah, so um, that's now known as the Nordic model, mm. which is something that a lot of countries and England wanted to bring into place. Um, in England, it's sort of, it's semi-decriminalised it's it's a little bit odd here it's um again the government's been a bit sneaky in that it's legal but it's illegal to own or work in a brothel so it's illegal for you to two sex workers to work in the same building which sometimes you can want to do for company for safety wait it's legal two sex workers to work in the same building it's illegal yeah but one you can do on your own exactly jesus as far as safety goes that makes no sense yeah yeah um so it's ridiculous now um it's also so much of it is illegal so you can't be a street walker which is you know street walking yeah and it's also illegal for you to be curb crawling which is looking for street workers okay which unfortunately if you can't work in a brothel um a lot of people will only have the street to go to Mm. so again people like survival sex workers may not have access to the internet yeah so they can't go on to certain websites to sell themselves on there um, and again, think the bills like Foster and Sesta that have already come into place in America, mm. um, I've just made it impossible to advertise services online. Right. So websites such as Backpage.com, that was one of the first, um, kind of like the front line on, on the internet for sex workers. Mm. It it provided an opportunity for sex workers to kind of vet their clients online before meeting them. So you can have an online email interaction. Right. Um, and a lot of people take that as their initial yes or no. Okay. So if somebody was to email and they're spelling mistakes and they're calling them a bitch or a whore, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm, exactly. You can say, "Oh, great, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna interact with this person. Yeah. I'm not going to meet them." Yeah. Taking websites like that away give women no option but to go onto the street, and then there's, there's you don't have that chance to vet your client before getting in the car yeah. or meeting them at the hotel mm. they can be nice as pie and as soon as you get to the room yeah. they turn into that person that you before would have known who they were already so you wouldn't have gone yeah which is why in the UK we were all fighting heavily against the same bills coming into play okay which is um, unfortunately it's, it's it's hard to get listened to in the UK especially mm. in government I mean there's there's, um, there's uh, what are they call organisations such as National Ugly Mugs and English Collective Prostitutes and lots of people like that at Swarm. They actually put together a qualitative. Um, what was it called? I've written it down, so I'm gonna have a look again so that I would know. Organisations uh, like the English Collective of Prostitutes and Swarm and National Ugly Mugs do um, reports. The actual the founder of National Ugly Mugs, which is a um, an organisation that sort of 
creates a blacklist of customers for sex workers to know okay. and not to go near. Mm. That's the main point of National Glamour. So, Lord bless them, they help thousands of sex workers every year. Yeah. Um, the Yes, as I was saying, the uh, founder was actually used to work in Parliament. Mm. So, together they put together a um, qualitative evidence symposium, which is why I had to look what it was. <laughs> Um, and so the, that, what that is is basically inviting people to come in and give qualitative evidence um, to speak about why we need de- decriminalising in the UK mm. sex workers what I mean. yeah. so and even then they brought in people from about 50 different countries to speak on why decriminalisation is the way forward mm. and it's just totally pushed down right. and it's ignored and when the time comes to speak about sex work and regulations surrounding it it just gets totally put aside and these these organizations have done so many studies and they've written so many reports and send them to parliament regularly mm. as far as i'm aware and they are just completely pushed aside right so as far as when it comes to um the laws surrounding sex work sex workers are very very rarely asked or involved in the discussion it's right. always we need to rescue these poor women who have been forced to do this and uh, yeah but, uh, <laughs> 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 Pretty much every sex worker I know, personally anyway, um, has either chosen to be in this industry or fell into it and just discovered that it's a great way to make a lot of money very fast. Mm. Or a lot, a lot of my vanilla friends um, will regularly ask me, can they come with me on photo shoots? Mm. Is there any chance that I'm going to be doing escorting any anytime soon? Mm. There isn't, but, um, but yeah. And so it's very... Even people that don't work within the industry, when they have an open mind, they're very aware of how lucrative a business it can be. Mm. And it is a business. So many of us are trying so hard to get the point across that we are choosing to do this work. And yet we aren't being consulted when it comes to the law surrounding it, which is why health and safety is so important when it comes to this job. Because every other job, like a, a masseur, a masseuse? Masseur. Masseur. <laughs> One of them. The, someone who gets massages for yeah. a living. <laughs> they, so they are basically being being paid to touch people, to make them feel good, to speak in a calm voice, mm. to put nice music on, to make you feel good and relax you. When you think about it, it's a little bit like sex work, <laughs> you know, without the... Mm-hmm. It's just the, just the cleaner end, I suppose. Yeah. It's the foreplay without any of the sex. <laughs> and yet they are allowed to work in a nice big fancy building mm. with other masseur... Masseuse. Mas- massages. Mas- massage. <laughs> Massaging humans. <laughs> they get a nice reception, a nice desk. People can come. They can sit in the waiting room. Mm. They can discuss. They can leave reviews. Mm. Think of how wonderfully that is all put together. And they have health and safety regulations. Mm. And we don't have any of that. It's just very, very suspect. Yeah. Mm, it's, it's a shame. So the thing that, the question I have is, um, to me, that sounds like when you talk about the masseurs. <laughs> The masseuses. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds like, okay, cool. Well, surely we can get there by, you know, legalising it, regulating it, which I know is a word you don't like. Uh, and just decriminalising. Sort of decriminalising, yeah. Yes. And just, and kind of getting there. But then you're saying that like somewhere like Amsterdam, mm-hmm. they have their own set of problems. Yes. So you think that there needs to be a new system in place? That would be what if, this is the thing, if we could all get together in a room, <laughs> the world would be so much better. <laughs> Unfortunately, like every country and like every law that's ever been made, there's problems with it. Yeah. In Amsterdam, it works well because there is a red light district, but unfortunately, there's, there is a lot of... Mm, it's just trafficking in every country. Yeah. In Amsterdam, I suppose, I don't live there, I don't work there. Yeah. It must be a lot easier 
because you can just hang about in doorways rather than working within the building and you might be mistaken so do you know what what do you mean easier to what easier to easier to be mistaken for a sex worker okay so on websites like my free cams um there are a lot of women that um, and it, unfortunately, it's often from countries like Romania, um, where they will be doing tricks for a lot less tips than the average model on microcams will be doing it for. And a lot of the time, it's because they're working in a studio against their will. Mm-hmm. And so many of the models on microcams do report these girls a lot of the time, or will try to contact them personally and say, like, are you on this website because you want to be? And I think microcams have... There was a, I think there was a point where they were getting 1,400 applications a week for girls to join up and Jesus. this that's a ridiculous rate so yeah. I mean unfortunately statistics would show that a certain amount of those girls aren't there because they want to be yeah granted a lot of them are I, I personally have cammed on my free cams and I've just started up again so <laughs> hashtag it's honey bee come find me nice <laughs> thank you um so I'm there because I want to be yeah but unfortunately a lot of girls um within the sex industry as well as turning tricks on the street will be on webcams mm. when they don't want to be so unfortunately that happens a lot but the main issue with that is that people mistake sex trafficking for sex work all the time right so um i did get a message from a good friend called katie who i haven't seen since school she recently got married congratulations katie <laughs> this. she sent me a message and said just want to let you know and this is this is verbatim the first sentence at least just want to let you know that you are an inspiration. And I thought, I'm going to open this message. It's going to make me feel good. <laughs> I'm going to do it. This is one I want to read. This is one that I will want to read. Okay, Katie. I don't have to get your attention now. Talk to no me. No one needs you to do anything. <laughs> hey, B, B you're, an inspiration. you're an inspiration. By the way, turn the bins out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forget to turn my own bins out. So that's a mistake. But anyway, Katie messaged and said, Hey, B, you're such an inspiration. And I was like, yo, what's going on? She's like, well, I was at work the other day. And because... I've re-found you and it's wonderful to talk to you and see all your work with sex work. I was able to enter a discussion about how sex work isn't always bad. Mm. And I was like, hmm, tell me what happened in this discussion that yeah. you're saying sex work isn't always bad. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, some people that don't want to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> that's not sex work. That's yeah. sex trafficking. Okay. They're mistakenly intertwined and entangled yeah. and confused to one another, but they're totally different things. Yeah. So that's a really that's a really important distinction to make. That yes. sex work is people choose to do this stuff and mm-hmm. you know enjoy it. It's work. Yeah. It's a job. They you know they want to do it. <laughs> sex trafficking is what people would normally associate with sex work. Yes, work is something that you choose to do. You might not like it, <laughs> but like like any other job, some sex workers don't like their job a lot of the time. Yeah, work is something you choose to do. Someone who's been trafficked doesn't have the choice. It's not work for them. Yeah. They don't even earn the money, a lot of them. Yeah. I shouldn't say all, because some of them take a small percentage and give mm. the rest to the people that have brought them there. Yeah. But trafficking is, isn't work. It's against their will, which yeah. is very unfortunate. And a lot of the regulations that have been brought into place, like Foster and Sester and shutting down of Backpage, um, kind of give more power to the traffickers, because it does add that sort of veil of confusion between sex work and sex trafficking and it takes away that um like a lot of a lot of traffickers were using backpage as a selling tool yeah and rather than authorities using that to enter a sting which hmm. is where they will pretend they want to buy a product and then ha gotcha <laughs> like, catch them maybe not as excited as that or maybe as excited as that they're american i don't know <laughs> So rather than using that as a tool for them to say, right, we're going to 
we're going to hire this girl and we're going to catch the people. They have shut down the website, mm. which then makes traffickers and people that work in the sex industry bring in people who don't want to be there more underground and harder to catch. Yeah. I, why would you purposefully make things harder for yourself? Yeah. And it's all under the guise of, well, no sex workers want to do what they do. Mm. We've got to shut this down because people are being exploited. Yeah. No. Nope. So do you think that a big part of that is the taboo of... I mean, A, just talking about sex in government anyway is, yeah. is fucking embarrassing at the best of times. <laughs> um, I'm thinking back to the 24 hours where porn was banned. Over here. Oh, my Remember that? <laughs> For like a day, uh, government tried to ban porn and none of the porn sites yeah. would load and everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? And it went back to normal. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you think that the taboo with like talking about sex is part of the reason why this is not being dealt with properly? Yes, absolutely. I think like it would be really good if we had a a single mind politician who spoke up and said sex work is great and everything's good and we should mm. talk about the laws and mm. give these sex workers rights please yeah but unfortunately that politician would then be seen as someone who pays for sex yeah. or it would it would be like boris johnson standing up and saying i love watching fisting online <laughs> which <It> definitely does <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that's what he didn't say but obviously lots of his advisors and everyone around him would say yeah. don't do that yeah. because you're gonna piss off mildred down the street <laughs> yeah and mildred's the one who's giving you a vote yeah. so shall yeah. we not yeah um, unfortunately it's, it's just it's never gonna happen because mm-hmm. the way people's minds work and it annoys me regularly that everyone just can't say what are you doing mm. cool and leave it at that mm, like yeah. a lot of the time when people ask what I do I'm just sort of like oh I work in IT <laughs> yeah. no one wants to talk about that yeah what do you do in IT that, that isn't a question that's asked <laughs> oh really what do you really? do in IT <laughs> I'm a web developer oh, oh right. what kind of web do you develop <laughs> websites you know what I mean I work for Google <laughs> <laughs> I made Google yeah, yeah. though in a taxi a guy did actually ask me like continue asking questions that one time it's ever happened mm. and I told him that I work for Google and he's like Really? And I was like, yeah. And continuous, I was like, oh, I work for Google Translate. <laughs> and I told him that when people type things into Google Translate, I'm on the other end and I have to type <laughs> You're just there, just like, oh, yes, yeah. we... Uh. Like, do you yes. believe that? He believed you. I bet he's well impressed. He was like, yo, that is... Wow! <laughs> They're not married? I'm like, no, oh, no, I'm, I'm single. <laughs> Kidding, go and have a boyfriend. Please don't. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. Well, I guess most most of the time, work in IT, you're going to yeah. cut down most questions, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, where can people go to find out more, to support this, to when? get your sick merch? It is sick. Which I'm you're literally wearing right now. I'm wearing a crotch right now. It says hashtag no free content, which I think web developers themselves should on. <laughs> Everyone should on this. Yeah. Sorry to any web developers that we insulted. <laughs> By well, saying, no, no, ins- no insults. No, your job. I bet your job's well cool to you. Uh, yeah. To you. Oh, oh. <laughs> so to find me and not give me any abuse, you can go to thesafewordproject.com, and that is the main website that I sell things from. All the money that's made on that store goes either right back into making merch, or it's donated to Pineapple Support, which is a support network for sex workers. They provide free therapy as well as tons of other resources for sex workers. I adore them. They are great. Just sent the first donation over to them, so it's very exciting. Mm. And they were very kind and wrote a little blog post about me, which is wonderful. Nice. It's very lovely of them. So that's where you can find all the sex workery things. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. No worries. <laughs> that boy's gonna get in trouble someday. Honestly, darling, I love you. And-
Hey Rosie, you're about to highlight the difference in our accents, aren't you? We are. Go on, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about booty calls. <laughs> booty calls. All right, let's talk about booty Say that call. again. Booty call haircut. Yeah, yeah, booty calls. All right, hit me. <laughs> so, I was just thinking about when is the best time to booty call someone mm. and how you do it. Because mm. I think tone is really important <laughs> when you're doing this. <laughs> the best booty calls I've ever had have been the ones where I've been like out at the right time. Mm in the right state of inebriation and they've also not been hammered like mm. like I think if somebody booty calls you and they're really really drunk that's a massive turn off yeah. absolutely not but you've got to be a little bit inebriated to do it sometimes yeah you need a bit yeah. of that yeah that, most of the time that's when it happens yeah um, yeah so tone of approach really important mm-hmm. if it's like a longer message or if it's like you build up over the course of the evening as to like what they're doing or you put it in you put it sort of put in your booty call request on like a Thursday and you say mm-hmm. what are you up to this weekend yeah. or like Friday at like 4.30 <laughs> and you say hey what are you doing tonight and then they say I'm busy I'm going out but you're like cool well let me know if you're free later Yeah. Like, and you just put the put the sort of like you lay, the, gro- you lay the groundwork yeah. for the for the booty call that's yeah, inevitable yeah, yeah. later on yeah Yeah. it just says that you're interested yeah, yeah. it says check in later Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a table reservation. Yeah. <laughs> Open table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that entirely. I also find that the non-serious boot calls work quite well as well. In what sense? So I've definitely booty called someone by just sending them an aubergine emoji I thought you were going to say that. I just had a feeling you were going to say you use emojis. Yeah. I don't do that. No. Some people don't yeah. react to it well. Some I'm more conversational. Like yeah. I'm shit at sexting. Yeah. Like, shit at sexting. I don't know what to say to people. Yeah. So I'm more conversational. But if I drop enough hints, they'll get it. Yeah. 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 And then once you get there, mm. if you've gone around to someone's house or someone else has come around to yours, how do you behave? How do you behave? It's like time of night where they've got housemates, that sort of thing. Yeah. Housemates. Yeah. Buchel and... And then you get there and their housemates there is the worst. Or like they're still awake. Yeah. Or yeah. worse, they make you hang out with them. Oh no. Yeah. That's definitely happened to See, me. See, I don't have housemates, so I don't have this issue myself. Yeah. But the worst thing ever, I have a cat, the worst thing ever is when you come home and the cat's done a massive shit. <laughs> with, and you open the door with someone and all you can smell is shit. <laughs> You're like, why? Why did you have to do that tonight? So why? As, as someone who um, hasn't really lived with a cat for yeah. about 10 years, I went round to your flat the other week. And he it, did it. It did, it did smell like cat shit, yeah. He did, yeah. yeah. It did. It was a big turn off, one <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew it wasn't you. Good. Probably. There's a good chance it wasn't you. It wasn't me. It yeah, wasn't I don't me. know. Cats are They're difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Back to the animals again. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, once you get there, how you behave is really important. Like, I've I've had guys around who would just, like, throw my shit all over the floor. Like, I'd give... what? Like, I gave a guy a lint roller to lint roll his clothes. (laughs) Another problem that comes to your house. Yeah, it's another problem. Like, just... The cat is just a source of embarrassment, basically. Um... And yeah, he he just would like drop it on the floor, walk away. Really? Drop my stuff on the floor. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just that's just he bad liked, He liked to do it because he thought it was funny, like to watch me pick stuff up off the floor after what? him. Yeah. 
But that really fucked me off. That wasn't like, part of his, like, he wasn't doing, like, a dumb sub thing, was he? No, it totally wasn't. It was just an asshole thing. A dickhead thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, what else is there? Oh, my God. My friend was telling me that um, she had sex with a guy who came around the house and one of her socks went missing the next day no. from, the laundry, no. from the laundry basket, no. um, which was next to the bathroom. Yeah. And they'd run out of toilet paper and he'd gone into the... No. Yeah, where they have the laundry and he'd taken a sock and used it to wipe his ass with and then the toilet got blocked. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait, he flushed the sock? Yeah, he flushed the sock. Fucking you don't do hell. that in someone else's house. I mean, I think I'd rather... Have, I mean, you like, run out of toilet paper. That's kind of bad. The, what bad is the hosting. alternative? Probably not great, but... Yeah. Yeah. Have a shower, I guess. That's weird. And you go to the loo and you come back and you, you're wet. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what happened? <laughs> that is awkward. I blame both parties in that. Should have made sure there was toilet roll there. Yeah. I checked true. before you came here. Did you? Yeah, we're not even having sex. Oh uh, I was like, I feel I so double check. special. <laughs> you have to, because you don't want someone to come around your house and that's a really awkward position to be in. Really well, yeah. I went around Fantastic. someone's, I went around a girl's house the other day and she lived in a, weird, uh, as soon as I say this, she'll know who I'm talking about. She lived in a, she lives in like a warehouse thing that's like a converted warehouse and okay. basically it's basically like 30 people live there but it's this ginormous house. Mm. Um, and she, it's already hard enough to find my way around so to find her room she was like to go like go down those corridors and I asked to use the toilet and I had to use the use the toilet like I had to okay. use the Number toilet two. yeah <laughs> yeah I hate the toilet um, and I got there and there was a big sign over it saying like no poo in this loo you can't oh, use no. this and I was like shit I've got no idea where the other toilet is you just had to keep looking well I well I tried but I got lost because the house was so big <laughs> and then she's like well why has he gone so long and then, you know, it's just really awkward. Did you not go back and explain the situation? No, God no. You're too embarrassed no, to do that? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell someone that I need a shit. <laughs> Depends if this is before or after. I wouldn't tell after my... After the event, then, yeah, fine. It was uh, after. Okay. But I wouldn't tell them either way. I wouldn't tell, like, my, my own dad that, that I... shit. No, I don't shit. I no, don't shit. No, I don't either. No, it just... It's just I just I, hold I, it in. Yeah. I'm perfectly <laughs> so I'm efficient so uptight. <laughs> I'm just a really efficient human, and I don't I don't have any waste. No. I had a I had an ex who went to Download Festival for like a week. She was working it, so she went there a little bit longer than you're supposed to, and she didn't shit once because what? yeah, she really didn't want to, and she just willed it in. Willed it in. Mm. And then she came and stayed around mine like the, the, oh the God, night the she got back, oh, and no. still didn't want to because it was like around a boy's house. Yeah. And she held it in. She just didn't do it. I mean, we've all, I've like held it in mm. at a boy's house, definitely. Yeah. Like, we've all done that. Yeah. But the worst thing is if you're like, God, like, if you went round to your boyfriend's house and you hadn't had a shit for eight days, you're definitely not going to want to have sex. Like, yeah, yeah. That's just, just asking for trouble. Oversaturation. <laughs> yeah. Overfilling that receptacle. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> shit happens. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about booty call etiquette, not, don't, not don't how deviated. to shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if I've got much more to say on that matter. Just have a mutual respect and sensitivity for the other person and their environment. I feel like that's just etiquette of going around someone else's yeah, house. Yeah, it should be. It should be. But it's not always. Uh, People are shit. People are shit. Yeah. People are back full to of shit, shit again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say... My point for bit for booty etiquette would be don't be too drunk. Mm, yeah, and don't be too drunk. Make sure you actually want to do it. Have you done a morning one before? I feel like you have. You definitely I've have. I've tried. People don't receive those as well. No, probably uh, not. Have you? No. 
No. No, never. Daytime, daytime yeah. boot calls are hard enough. I work from yeah. home a lot, so <laughs> daytime boot calls are Must something that I attempt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to find other, like, you have to find photographers, basically. Unemployed people or freelancers, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, people in music, people in photography. They, they, do, they do daytime call, do boot calls. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've never tried a morning one. I mean, I'm not particularly great in the morning, so mm. no way. It might be quite nice, and then you start your day off on a nice note, and then they can leave, and you have a great day. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. Um, I've got what some could refer to as a boot call door to my flat. <laughs> you do. So, so I, I live in a flat that is like two floors, and there's a front door which goes in at the bottom floor and goes into our living room, where everyone is. We have a big living room, so all of our all my housemates hang out there and their girlfriends and their friends mm. and whatever. Or there's usually a crowd in there and then you have to go past that up some stairs into my room. Or, when I, if I bring you back, I can explain the situation to you. I can say, if I go in the front door and you go up one more flight of stairs, I can run into the You into don't the do that. You don't actually make people go through this, this secret door on their own. Yeah. So I no. go in. Let me explain. So I go in. I... Go in the front door, I run upstairs, I open the secret door that is next to my bedroom. It's like opening the window for your teenage like boyfriend to climb yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I let them in that way, and they don't, have, they don't have to meet any housemates. Now, I do offer this to everyone. I say there's two ways you can go through the flat. Would you rather the convenience yeah. door or the front door? Yeah, and they always pick the convenience door. Mm, yeah. So, I think it's I mean, a good thing to offer. it is convenient, mm. but, yeah, you want to be offered the front door. Yeah. You want the you want yeah you want the choice. You don't yeah. want to just be funneled through the. No, I never do that. And That's funneled weird. out again. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, my housemates used to call that door the ugly gold door. Oh my god! Which is really no. bad. Yeah, and I didn't. I wouldn't accept that. I told them off. So now it's called the shame door. The shame door. The door of shame. The door of shame. So that, that's more <laughs> fitting. But yeah. So yeah, if you have a booty, call me. And you want to come around mine, you're going to go through the shame door. You're going out the fucking window when you come around mine. <laughs> what are you afraid of?